Then <laughs> 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 you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the 80s. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. Time for the third annual Comedy Butcher 50 Best Restaurant <laughs> episode. We're going over every restaurant. I had no idea. I bought this, this magazine. Well, it's the third annual, so you probably should have known. Uh, it was on the calendar. I did not just decide to do it this morning at Whole Foods. Yeah, I didn't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about the scene news, but I guess that's not going to happen. Nah, everybody raped everybody. We're over it. Uh, okay. Well, well, one person isn't, but okay. Well, I mean, one person's never over over it, you know. Well, a specific. Has anyone ever was? Is anyone ever like, you know what? Who cares? Got raped. Big deal. Yeah. What do you think about this, Will? People do not. Well, uh, I don't know. I have no opinion about <laughs> about rape in general. Yeah. You're 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 not sure if you're pro I or can't, anti. Can't make you're, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're that's one of those things it's best to have an opinion about. Like, yeah. even if it's a soft opinion, like, I don't like it very much. Even don't be to, like, even I'm neutral. To, even, yeah. if you to, even if you have to force the opinion out, you got to pick one. Listen, some people don't rape. Some people rape. I try to see where they're both coming from. Yeah. We're in a divided country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like dolphins, Donald right? Trump. <laughs> dolphins? Yeah, dolphins rape. Do so, they rape? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So it, it can't be that bad, right? Dolphins do yeah, it. Yeah, it's in nature. Yeah, it's in nature. <laughs> how, do they, how do they do it? They're also slippery. You know, it's actually something I've never seen. I just heard about it. Dolphins can rape. And they can yeah. rape people. Yeah, I've heard about that, that's too. That's a real thing. I mean, that sounds like kind of a goof. <laughs> like, it sounds adorable, right? I mean, I, I can't imagine that if a dolphin were to, you know, that someone would force himself on me. That, I, that you would tell people about it? Or that oh, you'd I be would upset? Definitely. T- I mean, I, maybe it would, like, you know, it would really scar me, and I would hate that. Well, it would probably physically scar you. It's supposedly, like, they're... Oh, they, like, they fuck really well. Well, they have, like, barbs on their dicks. No, you're thinking of cats. No, I think dolphins. Is that a cat and, and dolphin dolphins thing? I've only heard the cat. Thing. A dolphin has a barbed. I think they're supposed to be like big and pointy. Like to which once you're in there, like you're not getting out. Oh really? Well, you know what? That makes sense because they can't grasp. Because they're so slippery. They're so slippery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nature is um fucked up. Yeah, I think it's beautiful, but I think so too. So there was some there was just some news on the way down I hadn't heard because I haven't been on Facebook. There's a, a new rape accusation. Oh, Number right. one. Yeah. Alinea. Oh, shit. Of course. Wait, what are you reading? Um, this is 50 Best Restaurants According to... Uh, the Chicago Magazine. Yeah. Of course. Sh- best Chicago Restaurants. Maybe Chica- you should start with 50. 50? Uh, you don't want to hear the bottom 25. I mean, some of them are interesting. Yeah. Although no- Kimsky's not on this list. Kimsky's not on the list, which is bullshit. Number two. Oriole. That's fine. That's a good pick. Pretty good pick. That was the restaurant that Max got drunk and threw up at. Yeah. Upset number one. Number three. Lula Cafe. What? What the fuck? The vegetable place? (laughs) Number three. And this isn't Max Riffick. He's just reading the review. (laughs) (laughs) They do broccoli. I mean, it's good. I like broccoli. I like broccoli, too. I'm a big Lula Cafe fan, but number three... They sell Mars beer. I deliver them all the time. Yeah, they have that vibe. They have a slick uh, kitchen, like really nice, and they they're growing shit down there. It's it's Dude, really Lula's nice. dope. Yeah, Lula's dope. Totally, it's really good. But you know why Lula Cafe at number three is offensive? Number four, Schwa! Oh man, should be number two. Comedy Butcher favorite should be number two. Schwa should be two. Yeah, Schwa should be two. Yeah, Schwa is definitely better than Oreo. I think you could argue that, but it is without a doubt better than Lula Cafe. Come on. Well, you're saying then three. No, I'm. Well, it, Schwa should at least be three. If sure. if Schwa were three, I would think everything was okay in the world. I'm glad Schwa is on here because some people forget about Schwa. Yeah. So what's the problem? It made top five. What it made else top can you, five. What else can you ask for? Well, then Topo Bampo's five. Never heard of it. It's Rick Bayless's fine dining restaurant. It's good. It's good. 
It's not number five. Come on. But here's the biggest upset of all. This is probably why I bought this magazine. Number six, Spiaggia. Yeah, you were just there. I was just there on Sunday. I thought it was fucking gay. Yeah, Max was texting me a bunch. <laughs> well, I, was te- I mean, Will's in the, the yeah, text, too. Yeah, which is oh, that's right. very odd. Why? It's, it's my group chat. You know, it's kind of like a comedy butcher episode. You know, I don't say much, and you guys just go back and forth. It's mostly me. Yeah, mostly Max. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, we're, we're kind of waiting for you to wrap up the conversation. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Give you the light. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea of whenever I have a thought, I just say it in the comedy butcher that's chat. That's fine with me. I, yeah. I mean, it was you kind of... You don't comment on them. No, well... It kind of hurts my feelings. Well... It's kind of like the podcast. Yeah, sure. Stay quiet. Spiaggio was fucking dumb. Did you? Was the food good? Yeah. Also, it was good. I deliver there, too. Do, Mars? Yeah. They have Mars? Yeah. You know what? They also have really fucking dumb cocktails. I met the Spiaggio okay. chef at Wrigley. Oh, you met him? Yeah. Uh, Joe Flam or Tony Montuano? Uh, Tony. Tony. He's like the OG one. So uh, Becky's brother has a shitload of allergies because he has, he has no gallbladder. <laughs> he's been in a wheelchair since he was four he weays like 110 pounds like Ooh, he's underdeveloped funny so we like all right i want to go like i'm at wrigley and they're doing the chef series i'm gonna get like the chef series stuff and yep. so we're asking can it like is this in this is this in this and becky's asking the cashier and they don't fucking know uh so she's like but you can just go ask the chef he's right there and he was just hanging out behind like drinking old style that's cool and he was really nice he is a good chef well how was the food uh, pretty good. It was just like well above average bulb. Like I had the the sausage and his arancini, and they're both pretty good. Arancini is the balls, right? Yeah, yeah. The Monteverde does a really good arancini. But like, it, nothing was like, oh shit. This is just like this is a really good version of this. Here's the problem I have with Spiaggia. It is such a beautiful restaurant. It is so it is so high end. It's like both Obama and Trump's favorite restaurant to go to in Chicago. Uh, it's been there for like 30 years. Everyone who works as a chef there goes on to big things. The last executive chef there opened Monteverde. Um, uh, it's extraordinarily expensive, and it just, it like, it's how expensive. It's for the well. It's like, um, so you get a three course meal. You probably get, um, you probably get a dessert. The cocktails are all 15 plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, so the the first course is going to be between like fifteen and twenty. The pasta course is going to be between thirty and forty. The main course is going to be between forty and fifty. And there's also a hundred and forty dollar steak. Um, and then the desserts are going to be like fifteen to twenty five. That's too much money. It's it's much too much money, and the portions aren't big. And some of the food some of the food was really really great. Like, did you get the truffle thing? I got the truffle thing. I was, that was not the one I liked. My mom got the, like, she got the fucking gnocchi with the truffle. They're like famous dishes, a $40 yeah. pasta dish. It was good. What did she I, think? She thought it was, she thought it was really good, but I think that my parents are both in this phase of like, this is expensive, so I have to like it. Whereas I don't do that. Well, and they're there for you. Yeah. Well, I also didn't really what anticipate. Our into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like it too, but so it was like, supportive. I mean, and some of the stuff was like really good, but it just felt like they were pulling a fast one. Like they used this ingredient that sounded really cool in the cocktails called like blue pea flower pollen or something. And I was talking to the bartender about it because they use a bunch of cocktails, and he's like, and I'm like, what does this do? And he's like, oh, well, it changes colors based on acidity. So like if he'll make you a blue cocktail and then tableside he'll pour in the the other shit and it'll gradually turn pink. Mm-hmm. And it's like and I'm like, "Well, does it taste like anything?" He's like, "No, it has no flavor." It's like, "Well, fuck, fuck. you." Yeah. Fuck you. This costs $17 for a fucking Gin Amaro cocktail. Fuck you. You can't do that. Though you they bitch. Did. They did. <laughs> oh. It was so frustrating. And like, god damn it. Like like one of the like the appetizer, my mom and I both got this thing. It was like fucking like fava beans, a duck egg, and parmesan. It sounds it, good. It was fine, but it sound it tasted worse than it sounded. <laughs> it certainly wasn't like, and it was small, mm-hmm. and it certainly was like it could have been like one course at Oriole, and it was like fucking seventeen dollars for that, and it was like this is this is fine, like. The, 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 or I got I got this pasta. It was a bucatini. It had saffron, honey, and caviar. Sounded amazing. And then you have the option with any of the pastas for thirty five dollars to shave five grams of truffles on it. <laughs> so I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, <laughs> say that again. That was so thirty five dollars. You you shave five ounces of truffles. Five grams. Grams. Of truffles. Grams. 
of, tr- of mushrooms. Yeah. On well, your it's kind of pasta? a mushroom. On your pasta? It, a truffle is like a super rare. Have you had like, truffles before? You know, I don't think so. They're fantastic. It, it, yeah. it, it's re- well, it can. I, I remember, it made me think of this. Uh, like that was my favorite thing at Oreo. The truffle pasta, there. yeah, or like the, the the ravioli with truffle at Schwa is like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I read this Andy Haler review of some restaurant in France where he was like, he's like, sometimes you get truffles and that you you're expecting them to be so much and they just taste like nothing. And that's what this was like. For some reason, it just didn't give me that like that like mm-hmm. you know that like awesome. And it was just very. And it was like, what am I doing? This this just tastes like fun. like I thought Monteverde was better. I ran into at Logan yesterday. I ran into this uh, waiter that I recognized from Monteverde. It's really weird. When I was at Monteverde, I recognized him from the Publican. He used to work at the Publican, <laughs> and then I remembered him because of that. And then I went to the Logan. Now you're just mic. following his career. I went to the Logan Open mic yesterday. He was like, he was doing his first mic. Super hot guy, probably gay. Oh, he's a comic. He just started. Okay. So I, I asked him, like, dude, are you? Uh, you're. This is weird. I know, but like, you're a waiter at Monteverde. Like, I'm right? a big fan of yours. You, well, <laughs> he, yeah, he said. He's and I was a little drunk and uh, and he's like yeah I'm a waiter at Monteverde and I'm like dude I fucking love that place I love that pl- I think that place is incredible. Like, Did you I, tell him about your top five? No, I didn't tell him <laughs> that. But he immediately he was just like he's like I don't I don't cook the food. <laughs> <laughs> I was like dude I went to Spiaggia yesterday, not as good as Monteverde. I bet he didn't care. He was kind of interesting. He I think he was happy because like like I don't know I think he kind of liked the idea that someone was talking to him. Sure. So what number was are you on? Well, I'm on six. six. I mean, we're probably not gonna go through the whole thing. I just wanted to whine about Spiaggia. I mean, probably fucking Smith. George Tra's seven. I've heard it's good. French place in the suburbs. Supposed to be dope. Goosefoot's supposed to be good. Fuck you. Boca tight. Right next to Alinea. Blackbird number ten. Bavette's eleven. That's pretty good. That's a good one. It's yep. it's gratifying when you like a place and then it ranks very highly. Yeah. I like I do that for like video game lists. Are you a big video game guy? Yeah. What have you been playing? Uh, lately, I've been playing uh, Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Oh, you're still playing that, or you're playing it again? Well, Wind Waker's the old. Wind Waker's the game. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just my friend was playing it, so I pl- I, I, I started it again. I mm, just started uh, going through Meat Boy. Oh, that's supposed to be really. Well, fun. I got it. For, I got it for five it. bucks on the Steam sale. Yeah. So is it fun? Right. It's really hard, right? It's really hard. It's yeah. one of those like I can only I can play it for like forty minutes and then my I'll get stuck on a level for like twenty, and then my fingers will get in that like I've just been doing the same rhythm for so long like it feels gross and I have to stop. That doesn't sound fun at all. It's like it's twi- just it's twitch. Just, it's like you gotta be fast. Yes, and it's a constant. It's like you're speed running all the time. Yeah. Because it's like okay, you have to memorize the pattern for this part, and then once you figure it out that, then you have to memorize the pattern for the second part of the level, and you have to figure out exactly what you have to do in there. So then you have to piece it all together as fast as you can. Yeah. So it's a really popular speed run game because you have to go really fast. That's the other thing I've been doing. I've been watching speed runs on uh, games done quick. Yep. Have you been, have you been pl- watching that? Well, they I just did I, it. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't like this. I watched them. I watched no, it's cool. a chunk of the marathon. It's not Dude, cool. It's well, sad. I agree with both of you at the same time. Okay. <laughs> the cool thing is it, they raised like five million dollars. They raised two million dollars. Two million dollars this, this for year. Who? This, Doctors uh, without. They borders. do it twice. Oh, they did that Batman kid, huh? <laughs> they do every six months. They do a week long <laughs> marathon. In the fir- like the first week of the year, it's for pre- the Prevent Cancer Foundation. For summer, it's Doctors Without Borders. Okay, that's cool. They raise money. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's cool to watch. Yeah, it's some of it's cool to watch, but it's it, why because they jump good. No, like no, no, I no. saw like a it's dude like, do like a blindfolded punch out run. Oh, that shit! I saw. I watched that too. Like that's like okay. If you if you watch like the whole week, it's fucking lame. But there's like two hours during it, like that was cool. It's just it's a lot of like you're playing a game nobody cares about in front of no one who's interested. Why not like read a book? Yeah, I agree with you. They do that too. They do that. Yeah, they who's, read books. Wait, probably. Not, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. You're talking oh, about you watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read books. You read books? Yeah, I'm reading. Uh, in Cold Blood right now. I love that book. Oh, it's so good. I read that book twice. Yeah, really good. I have That's no a great idea book. What that is. It's Truman uh, Capote. Yeah, it's oh, the Truman okay. Capote's book. I've never read uh, it. If you see the Philip Seymour Hoffman movie where he plays Truman Capote. I'm, Capote? Yeah, Capote. It's I, a really good movie. It's largely about the, him writing that book. Okay. It's an amazing book. Yeah, and I can't take Philip Seymour Hoffman out of my head while I'm reading the book, you know? He's I'm, really good in that movie. It's crazy. I mean, he was like, half talented. 
Philip Seymour Hoffman? <laughs> I don't get that joke. I th- he's very talented. Yeah, yes. that was the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just finished Lord of the Rings. Nice. The book? Oh, the, the trilogy? Book. Yeah. Oh, all of them? All of them. Oh, my God. I mean, God, I still have no the one. appendices, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to finish them. Uh, You're saying, oh, my God? Come on, you so much. You said read books. These All right, books. Will. Stop taking what I said and then repeating it. <laughs> Have you read them? You know I don't like that. It confuses me. <laughs> it makes me think that I'm not sure of the things I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's very fragile. <laughs> I'm a flower. <laughs> okay, Max, get back to your list. <laughs> Number 13. Biggest bullshit of them all, Smith. <laughs> hey, Richie, fucking hate Smith. Richie's very Richie. proud of that. <laughs> God, fucking that restaurant's stupid. It wasn't that it's bad. Stupid. It was fine. They need to make it more fun. Well, it's possible we got the shitty experimental. They need menu. to clean their fucking spoons. Oh boy, I had a dirty spoon. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, unacceptable. That's dumb. Real dumb. Are you placating me? No, I'm me? not. I'm being totally genuine. I totally agree with you. Because I'll pop off. I don't pop off. As though you haven't already. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I just don't like Smith. I hate. I hate that play. The Smith and Spiaggia are my two. Well, I think it's just because they have out. a reputation and they didn't live up to it. Yeah, that is what it is. Um, and the cost. Maybe they judged you and found you unworthy of their best. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think that's possible, given my vibe. <laughs> you were waiting around for a while, weren't you? At Smith? Yeah, no, no, no. At Spiaggia. I thought you were talking about Spiaggia. Oh, that was because of my parents. Spiaggia yeah. has really great service. Although there was this one fucking, like, back waiter who would, like, whenever he gave something to a table, he would just turn it into an anecdote about his girlfriend. <laughs> like, I heard him do it to, like... To, there wasn't that many people there, but like everyone heard something about his girlfriend. He'd be like, "Yeah, me and my girlfriend were like, we're going on vacation. Like, you guys are on vacation. That just reminds me of me and my girlfriend because like we're going on vacation. So like, you're from Wisconsin. You're coming to you're coming to Chicago. See your son. I'm with my girlfriend. I'm with her, but we're just gonna see people we don't know. And it's like <laughs> we're going to uh, North Carolina. I've heard it's so beautiful. Like she says it's beautiful, and like really, I listen to her because my girlfriend like she knows these things, and it's just like we're just really looking forward to it. Uh, here's your pasta. That sounds great. <laughs> it wasn't great. And then I would just like he. He sounds so cool. He's got a girlfriend. That is tight. She probably doesn't really exist. She's from Canada. He's probably trying to get over <laughs> something. <laughs> I think maybe Smith, we just got not their best. I mean... We went on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Some of those things that I would have thought are like like day-old riffs are not. Oh, you thought that you looked it up and like they've been yeah. there for a while? Yeah, or like some of them they'll post about and they'll be like, one of our favorite dishes we do is the beet bolognese. It's like, that thing tasted like a fucking piece of paper. Like it was legitimately bad and it was unusual, but it was bad. So fuck you. What was it? Day old riffs? No, he, well, he was saying, like, I was suggesting maybe they were experimenting with new ideas when we went and we didn't get the be- their, like, best menu. We got a menu featuring some <laughs> stuff they trust, but a lot of stuff they were fucking around with. Like, a riff on a new yeah, idea. Yeah, like, because we, uh, there's okay. three He's saying, options. No, there. they've been there for a yeah. while. There's three options. They all take place in the same dining room. So we could tell that other people were getting different stuff. And we yeah. got the most expensive one, which is the longest meal. But it's like, fucking, it's, we, we, we kind of, dawned upon us is that like that's the one that they trust to like try some of their newer things on whereas the shorter ones are more just the hits yeah um so we got some weird fucking bullshit like a lamb heart pizza uh yeah there was but stuff like that was you know good. what alinea does the same thing and they just fucking hit it out of well, the alinea is way better yeah it's way way better way better that's you know why chef want- smith was the opening chapter cuisine at uh uh, fucking Alinea. But that's why it's they're 13 and Alinea's number one. They shouldn't be 13. Who, okay. They shouldn't be. I bet full fat rice is after. Fat rice is better than Smith. Never been to fat rice. It's pretty good. These ones haven't been to... This is North Pond. That's where I proposed to Amanda, my wife. Really? Yeah. Where? How is it? it it's I, a place you just saw on the list? We didn't actually go to that restaurant. Oh, we, it was just shit. at North Pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at the pond. At the pond. Yeah. Ah, you're just in the wet part. Yeah, in the wet part. <laughs> <laughs> but we did go to a restaurant. Uh, it's probably not around anymore. It was on. It was on Chicago. It was good. It was like known for its gnocchi or something like that. And it looked like a house. Maybe you know it. It's like I think it's on Chicago, maybe in Ukrainian Village. No, Do you have anything resembling close. a name? No, weird name. Short, maybe Italian. Yeah, no one knows. Sounds yeah. great. 
Well, Max's uh, audition at Band of Bohemia did not go well. <coughs> My audition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get the job. They're on this list. I think they're like 38 or something. Uh, yeah, didn't get the job. As a waiter? Yep. At where? Uh, it's restaurant Band of Bohemia. It was started by the... It's one of the 50 best restaurants in Chicago. It's the, is it on the list? It is on the list. It was really cool just to work there for a day, just to see what a kitchen like that is like. Did they pay you for that? No. No. It's a stage. Free. It's an audition. Audition. <laughs> audition. That's, that's not wrong. Were you trying to be funny? Maybe you should. Um, yeah, do you think maybe they didn't hire you because yeah, you, you weren't very funny? You're like, I'm a comedian. And they're like, he's not even funny. No, because like, I would just like do things that I didn't know anyone ever thought of. Like, at one point they had me, it, it's a big deal just to like take dishes from the, the kitchen and bring them to a table. But at one point they were swamped and they needed me to help. Uh, and like, you need to like give a dish to someone with an open hand. Yeah. Just like stuff like that. Just like constantly stuff like that that I wasn't that I just didn't I didn't know I I'm I know now that I've been to places that adhere to those rules, but yeah. I wasn't aware of it. Uh so it's just like <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There's a lot of rules. And like a lot of people what I learned is that a lot of people work at that place is because they were working at Alinea and they wanted to make more money. Oh. Because you get tips there. Mm-hmm. Um I like that coal fire's on there. I don't fucking get that. Coal fire is good. It's good. It's not as good as like Babu. Is that okay, on Grand? Uh, coal coal fire? fire. It's in. It's right by uh, Music Box. Yeah, it is on Grand. Uh, Ogden. Oh, do they have two? Ogden and Grand. I went to the one on uh, in regular. That might be the first yeah, one that I've two. been to. It's thirteen twenty one West Grand or thirty seven oh seven Sheffield. Yeah, I've been to the Sheffield one. Yeah. Uh, Danny, it is re- good. Danny recommends this. Danny's like that's one of the f- few places he'd recommend, and he's a pizza tour guide. Yeah, because sure. coal fire is supposed to, like, the the literal coal fire is supposed to be the way to have pizza. I mean, I just don't think it's that good. Well, I don't know if Bebu was out when they did this review. Because Bebu just opened, right? Yeah, but what about, like, Spock and Napoli? Never, oh, I don't know. I've when heard I, that's the best pizza. Yeah, but when I went there, I've been there at least once, and I told you I can't remember if it was good or not. Which means it wasn't memorable. Yeah, See, but Bebu you thought was good. Bebu was good, although you definitely hyped it up enough. <laughs> I definitely still think about Pequod's more than I do Bebu. Royster, 28. Never Big been. upset. That should be higher. That should be top 10. Well, it's not your personal five, top five extra. I know, but I'm 50. right. You should write to them and explain. Monteverde, 31, should be higher. Dave Metz just went to the Belmore with his uh, wife. Oh, that's right. He's married and has a child. Yeah. Yeah, child just talked. Don't they live around here? Uh, I think they do live on the south side. 33, Birria Zaragoza. Been meaning to go there. They just do goat. Oh, yeah. He, he's he been talking about this. Yeah. Been wanting to try it. Just goat? Just Yeah, that's goat. the only meat they have. It's supposed to be amazing. Do you like goat? Uh, have you had it? I don't think so. I don't know that I've had it. If you've eaten it at an Indian restaurant, there's a decent chance you have. Oh, yeah. I've had, like, goat vindaloo, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've been to India, so maybe I had it there. You've been to India? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's for, a cool place. For what? Uh, a friend of mine got married. Smelly, right? So dirty. So dirty. Just dirty. Mm. And there's so many people. Mm. Like dirty how? Dirty like dusty. Like they're worse than you? No. Not dirty people per se. Just dirty atmosphere. And like then there's just dust everywhere? Yeah, it seems like that. And then like... Uh, <clears throat> The personal space, because there's so many people, mm-hmm. like, when when you stand in lines at the airport, it's like, they're right up on you, you know? No, I would hate that. It's crazy. And then they cut they cut the line. They cut the line? Yeah. I don't like when people do that. That's crazy. No, but it's a beautiful place. And the hospitality there, it's just, like, uh, otherworldly. Cause well, like, it's good? Yeah. Because they're slaves. No. Well, yeah, cause, because there's so many people... That, like, normal, not normal, but, like, regular, not rich people can have uh, servants. And so a lot of people have servants that cook and clean for them. So there are slaves. Well, I think they pay them. Okay. It's a job. It's a cool place. Did you get any servants? No. I did not get get a slave. You could probably... What do you think your intern is? Quinn, he's a shitty slave. Yeah, well, that's because you're not cracking the whip. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not Most a bad guy like you. Though. Was the last time you brought him to heel? 36. 
Local uh, favorite of mine, Cellar Door Provisions. Oh, yeah. Amazing he said, bread. He says he's got the best bread. Yeah, you were just bread. talking about that on yeah. a couple episodes ago. 36, counter, countertop. There's place. only several things Max ever talks about, so there's a good chance you've heard about it before. I know, right? Band of Bohemia, so 38. Oh, uh, man, the source of your What shame. could have been? I want to buy some of their beer. This is a really good beer. That's the place that wouldn't hire you? Yeah. Yep. I said no Jews. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's crazy is the chef there. I just read about him. He um he's he looks like the dude from Green Mile, the black dude. And Michael he, Clark Duncan. Yeah, uh, and he and he's he's got this like Brooklyn like deep Brooklyn accent, and he became a chef because um, when he was 18 he broke his hand boxing, and then to pay for medical bills or something he had to start washing dishes and he just got into it. That's cool. It is cool. And he's, like, worked all over the place. He's worked for, like, John George. He worked at, like, Momofuku. He was, like, chef de cuisine at one of the big Momofuku restaurants. Mm-hmm. He worked at Alinea for a while. and But he's, like, he's fucking intense. Like, they make a staff meal at the beginning of the meal for the, the waiters. And there was supposed to be rice with it. And, uh... And they were late. They were like two minutes late with the rice. And the mo- food was really good that they gave the servers. It was really good food. It was like like a Thai salad and this like crazy like like peanut shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the rice was late. And then he got all of the cooks like in the kitchen in a circle. And then he's just like, the rice, the fucking rice. We're a Michelin star restaurant. They they you never hear the word Michelin star mm-hmm. restaurant more than in the kitchen of a Michelin star restaurant. They they talk about <laughs> it endlessly. Sure. And they talk about Alinea endlessly. Are they all trying to catch Alinea? Kind of. They're just all or they talk about the aviary like endlessly. They won't shut up about it. They're just like they're like this is what they're doing. This is what we're doing. This is the most Instagrammable dish. Like this is the one. Like we got to do this. Like, is that a thing? Like they want the most Instagrammable dish? Like one of the. Uh, so, so I was training with this guy. He was training to expedite, but he was a bartender there, and he had been a cook at the Aviary or something. Mm-hmm. So he's like really into cocktails, and he was telling me about a lot. Uh, like for desserts, he's like. He tries to, when he's recommending a dessert to someone, he tries to suss out whether they want, like, the tastiest one or the one that'll take the best picture. How does he suss that out? They, I mean, the, the one that they have, like, a like a rye bread foie gras ice cream sandwich that's on top of, like, homemade sprinkles. That He said that's why he took the job. He's like, I saw that. I wanted to work here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said that the, the one that takes the best picture, it, like, comes in this, like, big glass orb. And then there's all this stuff on the bottom, like a weird, like, aquarium. But then there's, like, a cracker that on top, and you, like, crack it, and it goes into it, and it kind of, like, gets all bubbly. Sure. Uh, it was pretty tight looking. Uh, but, yeah, it looked, re- it looked like weird, like, coral shit in an aquarium. And it, But he's like, it's good, but the, the fucking foie gras sandwich is the one to get. But how does he figure out what people would want? Well, he talks to them. I don't know. All right. So are you... You're still like super hard into food, even though you're getting back into stand up. Uh, I mean, I love food. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't really feel like you carry around a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Of the 50 best restaurants that you disagree with. <laughs> I agree with a lot of them. Yeah. Overall, you know what this does make me think is that, like, I mean, this gives me pause with trying a lot of these places that I haven't tried because it's like, well, if Smith is 13 and Acadia is like, what is Acadia? It's like 39. That's a two Michelin star restaurant. Well, I'm not going to fucking Acadia. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but you know they're wrong sometimes. Royster is way under Smith. Yeah, but Acadia is like fine dining. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. I just feel like it for a two Michelin star restaurant to be that low, I and based off things I've heard about Acadia, it's like I think it's a lot of show and not so much. I don't think they deliver on the on the quality. I I mean I'm not, I'm just not gonna blow two hundred dollars on that. Whoa, that's that's the restraint I've never heard you express. Before. I'd rather just go to Schwa. Sure. Well, like I kind of I kind of feel like I've like figured out the fine dining scene in Chicago. It's Schwa and then Alinea once a year. It's like in Oriole. Okay. And next. Well, we'll see what next is like, but I'm assuming next is great. Yeah, I, have, I trust it. I used to live by this place, Doc. I don't know what this bullshit is. Yeah, Get we have next coming up in like three weeks. Hell yeah. It's the ninth. Let's get Weishelbaum in on that. <laughs> you want to add Weishelbaum to next? Of course I do. It'd be funny as fuck. This place is really good. We got to have Tim on. It's Smoke. been so long. Great barbecue. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was thinking about having him today, but then I decided. Well, I want to see if uh, McLaughlin wants to do it before it goes. I don't think it'd be good. Maybe I ran it to Danny, by the way. Oh, you did? Yeah, at the we. Uh, I went to the Cubs game with Becky and her family. Yeah. And we were walking out like a block away, and I'm like, Danny? He's just this guy smoking in the middle of the street. Yeah. Uh, How's he doing? Uh, he was working. He works at a rooftop there now. Like you know what the rooftops are across the street. Mm-hmm. So he works at one of those. God. I don't know if he still does a piece of tours or what else he's doing, but he was working there. Uh, and we just talked for a second, not long, because I was with you know Becky's family. And I'm like, oh, I've been meaning to message you because he says he's back. He's like, ah, I've been taking a bit of a break. I didn't even ask. I didn't ask him where he's been. He's just said I've been taking a break. Uh, he's back. He's he implied the way he said it. I've been taking a break implies I am no longer on break. That was the tone of what he was saying. Okay. And so I'm like, yeah, I've been meaning to message you about like doing our podcast because I wanted to talk to you about you not doing stand up. Crocious huh, told me that he's taken uh, writing classes at I.O. Crocious is or Danny is? Crocious says Danny is. That's Talked to him about it yesterday. I really want to talk to Danny, not just about quitting, but about like Drew and should Danny have left and all that. I think that'd be really interesting. I agree. I'm curious. But, and Dan, Danny's going to move. He said he's moving like right near Nighthawk, which is right near me. Oh, cool. Yeah, he likes Nighthawk. Yeah, he said he still goes there twice a week. I'm like, I go there sometimes. He's like, really? Because we've never run into each other. What does he do there now? I think he just sits there and writes. I don't think he's totally gave up on stand-up when he quit. I just think it was a what am I doing, take stock type quit. Huh. Apparently he hasn't done stand-up in like nine months. I don't know. God. That's weird. He's king. <laughs> he's the king? Yeah. Here's where I had my last meal with Terry before he left. Oh, you're always going to remember this place. Yeah, Terrence? we got all weepy there. What's up? Terrence? Yeah, yeah. Terrence died. I heard you call him Terry. That's what I call him. He's gone now, huh? Huh? Forever. Sad. Never coming back. <laughs> yeah, how you been doing with that? I'm fine. When are you going to visit him? Uh, I'll probably go to New York sometime this year. i got to check out 11 Madison Park. Go for the restaurant, stay for your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be a fun visit, I think. Would you do stand-up there? I don't know. Probably. Try? Uh, I mean, I assume by the time I went, I'd feel like doing shows again, and I'd get on shows. You think you could? Why not? I don't know, because you're not in New York. <laughs> Nobody knows. Do you think you. I'm the only person to have ever done that? I just talked to Shane. No, but I'm like, you feel like tight enough with those guys that you could ask? Yeah. I feel tight enough with some of them, not all of them. Yeah, I don't feel tight with all of them, but I mean, I would ask. I better get on something. I don't like. I thought like I doubt I would get on CYSK because I don't know those guys. That yeah, way. I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't get on CYSK. Yeah, but like I'm sure whatever shitty show Sheen runs, I could do. <laughs> but maybe he's got like a you know a can like sometimes people message me about like their friends are coming in from out of town. I yeah. can always help them out, and I'm not the king of the scene, sure. but I can get people on shows in Chicago. Sure. Uh, Danny's the king of the scene. The mayor McMahon. I mean, define king. Well, you you uh, a couple episodes you referenced the um, who was that guy? He was the mascot of the. Oh, that's oh, Buds. that was Buds. Buds. I mean, these things are not it, remotely official. Yeah, there's no uh, voting really? process. <laughs> you guys don't uh, gather together and decide these. things? Danny was always considered like the, I was described him as the mayor. Like when I talk, talked yeah. about him I to think Becky, you coined that. <laughs> no, but I I don't remember if I heard it from someone else or yeah. if I just described him that way. But he's just like the. Like the spokesperson you look to of the scene. And if he were to say something, everyone were to listen. Yeah. I don't know if it's still that way, but it was that way for a long time. There's probably a group crew of people now that don't even know who he is. Well, yeah, he hasn't been around. And God, even when he was so around weird. like a year ago, he wasn't really miking anymore. He never, I mean, I've probably seen Danny at less than 10 open mics. When I started, he was at a shitload of mics. Yeah. He was one of those guys, like, he would still do seven, eight mics a week. And, like, he would be at Blarney Stone at, like, 1 in the morning. Yeah. I remember going up in front of him and Martin Morrow uh, at, at Blarney Stone at, like, 1230 and, like, being embarrassed. Martin Morrow's dumb. <laughs> I know. I was – I loved what you told me in the car about him messaging bookers. Uh, this is so fascinating. This is a crazy thing to bring up. Basically, uh, a, a comic – a female comic got accused of uh, – 
sexually mistreating someone. Uh, raping. Yeah. A female comic. Got accused of raping yeah. a male comic. And she had also... Um, Impossible. She had also called people out in the past, including Martin. So then Martin, when he heard about this, started calling all these different clubs and being like, she's a rapist. You can't book her. Get her off the show. Book <laughs> yeah. me. That's a I'm really Martin. good. That's a really good Martin impression. Book her. Stop booking her. <laughs> Put me on. I'll if do you, some of my singing bits. That if you crush. knew, if you knew Martin more, <laughs> this, this, this is spot on. Blink one eighty two. Oh, it's so hard to be a African American man, mm-hmm. especially with a voice like this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's so, that's crazy. So is that legit? Like a we don't know a real thing or is it? Who knows? Yeah, right. I don't. I only found about it in the car when Max got in. Yeah, because I haven't been on, I haven't been on Facebook in months, and I want to keep it that way. That's where all this was exposed. Yeah. yeah, and I think if you were probably you know if you were like hanging around the scene, you'd probably catch wind of it too. But it's really taking place on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's like one of these huge. This, this shit happens. Just tons of like Facebook drama and stand up. It's insane. Well, there's always drama going on. Crochus is saying that that was Danny's biggest complaint about uh, stand up was the Facebook drama. Well, Danny quit Facebook a while ago. Like he's still on it, but like he doesn't check Only it as much as he has to be. Yeah, but I remember him like a few years ago. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Damn. It's wild shit, dude. Yeah, when you guys get together for your meetings, you should. Try to get people not to be so gossipy on Facebook. Mm. Let's let's have another bit from you, Will. <laughs> Give us another. Make me laugh. Classic bits. <laughs> it's hard, guys. You don't, you don't get it. <laughs> Being funny is really hard. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that's. Like. <laughs> I think you guys are funny. Ah! Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's funny. You're like my dead mom. Did <laughs> <laughs> she thought you were funny? No, I don't know. She liked that oh, last show, oh. the only show she ever saw a lot. Did she think you were funny just in life? Uh, you're not really funny in life. I have moments. Yeah. And like, I, like in that family setting, like I was definitely funnier than they were, and I would get laughs. But I was never. I've never been like. A McMahon, where I'm just like, I'm just gonna crush casually. Yeah, can't do that. But like, I did sketch stuff in college, like directing, and like she gushed over that. Uh. So, damn. I kind of feel like drinking. Of course you do. You have a problem. Nah. So what made you decide to be healthy the last two days? Uh, I don't know. Feels like I might as well. Like it wasn't even the last two days. It was kind of like. I sort of said, like, well, I'm going to Spiage on Sunday, so I'll maybe I'll just do, like, you know, kind of do, like, an unhealthy thing. And then be good around it? No. I, I like, no. Um, I was like, I'll eat unhealthy all these days, and then after Spiage, I'll... Got it. That'll, like, cap it, and I'll go back to being healthy. I don't know. I just didn't really feel like going to restaurants that, oh, in whoa. the same way. I mean, I still feel like going to restaurants, but, like... So we're not going to eat after this? I'll go out to eat, but, I mean, I already ate dinner. But I'll eat something light. Now we get a drink. All right. Oh, there's a really great. Uh, you know what we could do is uh, I was uh, there's this cocktail bar I really like in uh, North Center called Victor Bar, and Rudy and I were texting about it. We could have him come meet us at Victor Bar. Do they have food? No. Well, yeah, they do. Or we could just go. Oh, uh, you know we can just go and ask Rudy if he wants to go. You know what's interesting about that place is, um, they uh, they had this cocktail. Uh, called a Pago Pago, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, and and I went to him and I was like, is this a classic cocktail? And they're like, no, nah, I just kind of, um, I was kind of, I kind of like riffed off another place's cocktail. I was like, Bavette's. He's like, yeah, that's the place. It <laughs> would made me feel ingrained in the food scene. Yeah, there's a whole then we kind of that, that you're like kind of a part of through osmosis. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. It's a very good cocktail. It's like rum, uh, was green it better than Bavette's? Um, I think I like the one at Bavette's a little better, although they were a little different. This one had um, this creme de cassis in it, which is like uh, you know, that banana cocktail at uh, Royster, yeah, it's what gives it that kind of like almost like like lactic, okay, vibe. Now uh, I just want to go to the Bavette's again, that was real fucking good. Bavette's great. It's a good place. Definitely the best steakhouse I've been to. 
I mean, for me, nothing even comes close. Have you been to other steakhouses? Only in Wisconsin. I've never been to one. Like in... a supper club? No, they they have steakhouses in Chicago and or in Milwaukee. Okay. Come on, it's Milwaukee. They have steakhouses. Well, but it's like, and I went to the one. Like I remember, like I remember the one in my town that was supposed to be good was called um, Eddie Martini's, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're going to Eddie Martini's?" <laughs> yeah, it was the one place you had. And I remember thinking it was like, "Yeah, Eddie Martini's is really good," but it's like. You go to now other- I'm like, I'm not going to a fucking place with a martini in the name. <laughs> Unless they have $5 martinis, and in that case, I will gladly go often. <laughs> yeah, you do have a problem. <laughs> so how long are you going to try to be healthy this time? Who, well, that's kind of the, that's the toughest part. Is like, I realize now I have this pattern of like, I can do super healthy. Like, I can do super healthy to the point where I can like get rid of all of my weight. I can do that no problem, but I can't sustain it because I, I, I go so hard. So now I'm kind of like, well, let's just fucking, you know, there's no rush. Like, I'm pretty much thin now. Uh, like, I'm thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, who fucking cares? Like, I want to be healthy. I'll just get on something and I'll, if, I, if I'm like out or whatever, um, I'll go do something. If it comes up. See, I can't do things the way you do them where you're just like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then for three weeks, you're you obsessively do it. Yeah. And then you like go the whole the totally opposite direction because I just I just did this. So I got to do the other thing. It's not it doesn't sound smart, but it's not ineffective. I understand that. But like, yeah. I think it's ineffective in that you can't keep doing it. You have to change. Whereas like I'm trying to maintain like a similar diet for months and it's been working. Because yeah. I cheat plenty, but, like, it's overall really good. Well, I kind of want to do that. So why not? That's what we're going to do. All right. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you say why not. It's like, well, because you have that's what I'm trying to do. Because you haven't been doing it. I know, but that was what I was just explaining to you is that, like, I that's been my pattern. And now I'm trying to be like, well, let's just take it easy. That's what I'm trying to do, like, with stand-up. I'm just, like, trying to write a little every day, work on ideas, and as it grows, it'll grow and not push it. Um, and try to be like, I have to do 10 mics again, or I have to write for four hours today. Just write what I'm going to write and move on. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I find all of this very confusing. Like, I, I don't have a stance. I feel a little overwhelmed with just things. What do you mean? Well, right now I'm like, well, I think I want to do stand-up. I think I want to make more money. Like, I think I want to get into shape. Like, just like all this stuff. And it's like, there's none of them is really taking precedence and... All of it, and it just feels like I have all this, and it's like I have all this stuff on my plate, kind of. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Are you turning 30? No, I'm 28 and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> yeah. just curious why you know, a lot of people <clears throat> take stock in their life, kind of thing, kind of, or like I think I, some of my friends are kind of going through midlife crisis. Oh fuck! I forgot to charge my phone. It's like a uh, damn it, a millennial thing where instead of in your fifties, like in your in your thirties. Well, thirties makes more sense for a midlife crisis than fifties. Fifties is like it's two thirds over. Yeah, right. It's so. too late. And it, well, it, I think that sounds like a crisis in and of itself. Well, yeah, but it's not a midlife crisis. Your midlife crisis should be like thirty-five to forty. Sure. It's just a crisis. Yeah, it's like, I'm near death. And things have become much worse. I've been having crises like every five years for as long as I can remember. <laughs> every five? <laughs> if not more. Like I remember having crises in high what school. Was the last and, one? Uh, was it recent? It's kind of been like this big thing the last several months. Oh. I would I would not call someone wrong if they described it that way. A crisis? I don't think anyone other than you would. <laughs> but it feels like oh, I'm trying to take stock and like pick a direction. Uh, for the first time ever, for real ever. Like, the whole idea of moving to New York is like, oh, that's like a real thing. You're going to move. Assuming stand-up, like, feels right when I'm doing it, I think I have to. Damn. It was sometime within, like, a year-ish. Damn. What, are we going to, like, Skype you in for the podcast or something? <laughs> no, you guys will move out there. Maybe we just, like, replace them <laughs> with a different house. <laughs> we could do it with Weichelbaum. Totally. I don't like I don't like this idea. <laughs> <laughs> you need you need the guy that asks the good questions. This is like our Quentin? thing, Max. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, maybe Max gets into the the host chair, and then you get somebody else. I'm already there. in the host chair. Maybe sure, like, sure maybe you, you just ask you ask Weishelbaum questions. 
That wouldn't work. I don't like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> just let us know so we can uh, For audition. audition. Yeah, you know we can, we can do, stodge In the meantime, people. we can just make a list of ten people that are better than Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> already ahead of you. Wait, where, are you going to put it in a magazine? Because <laughs> Max is going to yell about it. <laughs> <laughs> Top 50 <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Graff, number seven. <laughs> I mean, I like him, but <laughs> number seven, he's at number nine. Mm. Mm. Have you thought about moving? That's I don't the, know. That's the trend right now. Everyone's, like, moving. Well, like, I've never moved anywhere. And it's one of those things, like, I've been super scared of my whole life of, like, oh, I have to start over entirely. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big reasons I never left. I didn't leave a couple years ago because I thought about leaving when Jeff left. Like, why am I sticking? Like, he tried to talk me into moving. He's like, you're not getting booked now. You're not going to get booked in New York anyway right away. So why not just move and start that process now? And he wasn't wrong. I just didn't feel like I was ready to go. Yeah. What about L.A.? No. No. L.A. seems like where you go when things have pretty much all gone your way and you're ready to, like, try to be famous. Mm -hmm. You don't go to L.A. for stand-up. Because there's just no stage time. You'll hear stories of people come back like they couldn't get up anywhere. Because everybody's there. Well, partially that, but like the way that mics work is like it's random draw. They put up 15 people, and you can be there for three hours and not go up. And there's just not enough shows or clubs for the amount of people. So it's like, like I remember Tom Takar, who's like a, ri- a super rising. He's from Chicago. Yeah, he's he was a, in Chicago, but he's Nikki a super Glazer rising. Nikki Glaser has a XM radio show, and he does it with her. Yeah, so he's like a rising New York comic. He's doing really well, and like he just had a Conan set, and he had this status that he's like, he's like now that LeBron's yeah, moving right. to L.A., he'd be lucky to get more than one spot a night. <laughs> that's pretty good. Pretty good status. Yeah. Um, but meaning that comics in New York just do way more stand-up than comics in L.A. And I think indie stand-up in L.A. is not a hip thing at all from what when i was talking kind of is when i was talking to brady novak i mean maybe it's just because brady isn't amazing or he's not successful i don't know like good heroin and but he was describing like the shows suck and you can't get up any of them like you can barely get up and the one you do get up it's like garbage yeah and i'm sure they're comparable to like mediocre chicago shows but like brady's been doing stand-up for like 20 years like i don't think he wants to do mediocre bar shows anymore i think that they're worse than chicago shows so people like much harder to get on la is like a thing for a career in show business new york is where you go to like get really good at stand-up like that's that's my impression from everyone i've spoken to who's gone to either one you should uh, visit first. Yeah, I'm not going to move somewhere without, <laughs> without like figuring things out. And the whole idea of moving is fucking terrifying. And I feel less gung-ho about it than I did like a week and a half ago. Yeah. But it still feels like if I'm doing stand-up, what am I doing here? Something to look forward to. I guess. Yeah. I want to just focus on, like, did I write today? Do I feel good about what I wrote? Fine. Like, that's what I want it to be. Yeah. I just don't know what it's going to be like when I start doing things again. So when you write it as a stand-up, is it like uh, jokes or just concepts, and then you go on stage and work them out? Uh, I've been working on, like, a bit. Like, the bit I'm working on is uh, I think white people are pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, <laughs> why am I working on it? No, I know why you're working on it, because you like to be a pill. Oh, thanks, Max. But why are they great? Uh, okay, so the beats I have are like they identify the best parts of all cultures and just take them. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> and like, uh, I was thinking because I, I talked to like Becky's mom and like she says Warsh. Oh, my my mother in law says that. So I'm too. like, Jesus Christ! Have you ever heard someone add the letter R to the to the word wash? It's delightful. <laughs> So there's some things in there that I think can work. It's not done, done, but it's like it's getting close enough to like I can take this to a mic, but I don't want to just go to a mic and be like, so let's see what happens, which is something I used to do. I want it to be, I want to put as much work into writing an idea, fleshing it out, and then once it's like, I think this is pretty good, 
let's go get confirmation or denial that this is what will you do when you're in new york <clears throat> what do you mean because i don't think that process will work there why not because i don't think i think it might you might be able to produce material but i don't think you'll establish yourself no, I don't know. I have no idea what it's going to be like if and when I'm ready to move. I don't know what my work effort is going to be right, like, and I don't know what my process is going to be like. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to do this the way I got like in reasonably decent shape. Yeah, is I just started doing ten push-ups every day, and then uh-huh. now I have like a like a hundred minute routine I do three times a week. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea this was going to be what my routine like eighteen months ago. You're down three three times a week. Yeah, because I'm like, I can't, five times a week is too much of a commitment. I'm not going to keep it up. So I combine the two workouts into three days a week. Huh. So it's like, I didn't know, you know, 18 months ago what a workout was going to be when, like, I'm approaching in good shape. I just knew I had to start doing something. So I feel like I just have to start writing again. And six months from now, a year from now, I don't know what my process is going to be, but I know I'm at least starting that process. That yeah. makes sense? Yeah. So I don't know what I'm good, my process is going to be like in New York, but I do know I'm going to have to confront that idea of like the professional end in a way like I've never wanted to before. Huh. Like the goal of like, all right, get into Laugh Factory, break it down. What are the steps of getting into Laugh Factory? How do I have to hang out there? How much do I have to message? Who do I have to like break like really in, instead of just like how do I write a good joke? I know how to write a joke. Let's break that down. Let's. How do I get into this room? Break down a strategy and make it happen. Yeah, which feels gross to say, but like it's just something I've never tried to do before. Who knows? Isn't this exciting? That sounds crazy. Why? Just because it sounds very difficult. Which sounds difficult? I mean, the whole thing is difficult. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like just the uh, the idea of like what you're saying getting into the laugh factory because it's not like well i've done shows at laugh factory i know what it's like to get in there i don't know what it's like to be a regular every week there oh you're talking about chicago just as an example oh and so like go to new york all right how do i get into stand-up new york which is a low-level club just like start that and then do how how do i get spots at caroline's Mm -hmm. like try to tackle it that way and you got to hang out yeah i'm gonna have to do things i otherwise would not have wanted to do that seems like a lot of it is the hang it is a lot of it. Is it a lot of it here, too? Oh, yeah. For clubs. Yeah. That, that's the way I got into Laugh Factory spots, is I started going to uh, Friday night when Tim McLaughlin would host the Midnight Show, because I'm buddies with Tim, so I felt less awkward hanging out there when he was there. Just go hang out Friday night, uh, be seen, make sure Curtis saw me, and then every once in a while, uh, I would happen to be up there. Like I got booked for like one-off shows that Curtis doesn't. Curtis is a booker. So, like, people would just run shows there, comics, and they could book me, and Curtis would happen to be there, I would crush, and then Curtis would be like, oh, we should have you, but it's because I've been hanging out and was in his mind that he thought I should be up. I heard a comic from Atlanta describe that process as, like, if you want to get booked in a club, you got to become a part of the furniture. Yeah. And I was like, oh. It was so, it was very, it was a good metaphor, but it was really kind of, I was like, ugh, ugh, not for me. You don't have to do that, though. Like You don't even have to do clubs at all. I mean, yes and no. Like, you don't have to do anything at all. Of course. You know I mean, like, but if, you you're gonna, be... if you're going to do stand-up, like, I've done the indie scene. Do you know I mean? Sure. It's a dead, it's a super dead end. Well, they're all dead ends. It's not like the club scene is has, a, has an end point that is particularly better than the indie scene it doesn't lead to anything it's just stage time i don't know I, I i guess you're right but it's like you might as well do the things that are there for you to do if you're going to do stand-up exactly so it's like no you don't have to but why are why you would here you? Yeah, yeah exactly uh so you know maybe you should like go shopping and change your wardrobe hey man i'm trying really we you think this is stupid no, it's the setup. Uh, I was you, trying to set you up. You didn't set oh. up, but you just revealed I bought new clothes. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just doing a hilarious punch. Well, I mean, no, I was set. I was being, doing the setup. Oh, pardon me. I thought you were being hilarious. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that doesn't happen that often. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, uh, Max likes to talk about bootcut jeans all the time. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe you didn't notice. And last so, week. 
I noticed eventually. Yeah, it took a while. All right. Well, whatever. And I don't you pay... give me so much shit about them all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's like your thing. That's my thing. Yeah, that's one of your, your uh, catchphrases. Noodleman wears bootcut jeans. That's like there's two of you. It's a very, very not catchy catchphrase. Noodleman wears bootcut jeans. Hi, I'm Johnny Carson. Noodleman is wearing bootcut jeans This is going to make sense in 25 years. I think they are bad. But Noodleman today is not wearing bootcut jeans. Not even wearing jeans. That was the setup. What are those? Uh, I think the name is Chino, but I don't know. That's not Chino. I have no it's idea. It's too shiny. It's like I, a chambray. I have no idea. They're so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he look like, he looks like modern Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, well there is what I fucking said. There is a modern Sherlock. Yeah. On like CBS. The, uh, the BBC one. So you're saying no, I look no, like no. that guy or I look like a fictional in a theoretical world? where You just look like some guy in London who's like, mm. you look like, like a dating coach in London. <laughs> is that is that better? Than Sherlock Holmes? Probably not. No, than what the way I, you would have described him before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before, it was like, ah, what are you doing? You got to just don't wear pants. Like, <laughs> you, you must have put on regular jeans and immediately been like, what was I doing? Regular jeans? Answer my, right? Wasn't there a part of you where it's like, oh, my God, these are so... Like, I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy lately. Uh And, like, there was this one guy um, who uh, his, his, like, fiancé put him up to it. And and Tan is really, you know, one of the the The, Fab Five. The gay ones? No, one one of the Fab Five. The black one? No, the Middle Eastern one. The black one is, like, the culture one. It's like, what do you even do? He's the best-looking one, though. No, he's not. The food one's the best-looking one. You just like food. The no, the food one is the best looking one. No, he he's like I'll show you. I'm gonna he, show you a picture. No, I know what he looks like. He's like a suburban dude, bro. He's That's like what Zach he looks like. fucking Efron. He looks yeah, like a frat boy. Dude, you're Will. You're in over your head right now. No. No one knows how hot gay men are as much as me. <laughs> That's true. There's a Joe Noodleman type. The the guy that has long hair. Well, I mean, they are not of the same type, but they certainly do both have long hair. Very long hair. I mean, that guy is, like, the gayest guy in the world. Oh, yeah. He's so gay. Like, he just has, like, super long, like, perfectly brushed hair. Like, it's like, he he looks like he's going to prom. Like, it's like Pippi Longstone. Are you not talking about me right now? for the straight girl what the fuck is, is that, that a thing the black guy is clearly he, the most attractive one. he's he's just not he's, he's just not. i'm getting but he a is attractive right yeah they're all attractive well not one the of long haired guy what is that supposed to mean <laughs> okay noodles who's the best looking remember who your best friend is <laughs> i'm in the middle one the middle one <laughs> the food see. guy <laughs> Tan's pretty hot too. Which one's Tan? He's the gray haired one. No, you're wrong. I don't know <laughs> shit about dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good uh, picture of him. That's what he looks like. That's not what he looks like. His head's a little too big. Yeah, that's not what he looks like. I see. What is All that right. supposed to mean? The Middle Eastern <laughs> man is better looking than that guy. Well, you said that. Uh, now you're getting surly. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Middle Eastern guy. You sound racist. And I hate Middle Eastern people. <laughs> so anyway, Tan was dressed. Tan's the fashion guy. He uh-huh. does a lot of French tux. Wait, um, his name is Tan? Yes, his name's Tan. And he's Tan. He's from <laughs> Will. <laughs> Will. Will spent time in India. It's Are funny. you trying to trigger me right now? <laughs> Joe asked me what I thought. So Tan was dressing this autistic man. Um, not unlike yourself, and <laughs> and he puts on this new shirt for the autistic guy, and he's like, "Whoa!" He's like, "This is what I thought I looked like." Yeah, I thought about that a lot. You had that? No, I thought because you've told me that before. You only have a few things you tell people. <laughs> have I told you that once? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I always thought this is what I always thought I looked like. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Because I learned this relatively recently. Well, you I'm you repeat I... a lot. All right, all right. So I definitely, I told you as we were leaving Weisha Bombs, which is when you noticed, we've been hanging out for several hours, uh, that like 
other people's perception when it comes to fashion like other people's opinion is the reality it doesn't matter if you think you look good if the general consensus you don't look good then you don't look good oh yeah it's not like oh it's not like oh this is something well written and you just don't appreciate it that's not the same thing because that's a matter of taste and people can like different sentences but clothing your appearance like no the general consensus is the reality of the situation yeah and so it's like well if this is like you're not the first one to say something like, why are you wearing those jeans? <laughs> so it's like, well, maybe this is just like, why am I doing this? But I'm this? still curious when you, because I'm sure you hadn't tried on like contemporary fitting clothing in your whole life. Yeah, ever. So when you put on those jeans, were you like, oh, of course. Did you have that? They definitely look better. So they, he did have that. He doesn't want to give me the. I thing. don't. There wasn't like a revelatory, like, what have I been doing in my life? But it definitely felt like I'm making a decision to change. <laughs> Because I went there with the intent of, like, I'm buying new clothes. Like, I went, like, I'm going clothes shopping right now. Yeah. I went with that intention. That's like, hard to do. I'm going to I'm going to Babu, and then... And then I'm buying chinos. <laughs> and then I'm buying jeans, and I'm buying new shoes. That was my decision. Shoes are good. Yeah, I got two. I got another pair you haven't seen. <laughs> Those are fancy shoes. Pointy. They're nice shoes. Very nice. You're kind of dressy looking right now. Did you go to work today? No. I went grocery shopping, and then I saw Santiago. Oh, oh okay. It was good. That's where I come from on Tuesdays. Is, did he make you feel good, or did he make you feel bad? No, it was good. We're, we're, having, we're, we're having good strides, good conversations. Good strides. Well, like, he, he's been, like, really pleased. It was, like, last week, I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm starting to work. I'm going to talk about going to New York. And he's, like, wow, you're, like, making decisions. Ah, uh, wow. Wait, are you working? Like working on like stand up. <laughs> ah. Like I'm making the decision to like make efforts as opposed to just I'm just gonna sit around all day. This yeah. is like fabulous news, right? What, the pants? The all the all of it. Dude, it'd be so funny if um I got you on career for the straight guy. <laughs> God, that'd be so fucking funny. And they had to like come in that here while we're doing the podcast. Yeah. And they'd be like, Ah, you guys are gross. <laughs> you look stupid but we love you we love you you're actually beneath all this bullshit you put on your body and face you're hot do you think you're a hot guy between the two of us which one of us do you think they would go oh my god needed to change definitely you you're wearing black shorts and a black t-shirt these are from uniqlo and i have really nice hair (laughs) you're saying my clothes need to change again your clothes are better now uh allow the bit to occur a month ago (laughs) you win (laughs) I do have good hair. (laughs) (laughs) You're so sensitive. That show is so gay. It's so good. It makes me like cry every time. I love it. I love when I love when the guy. I love like after they've given the guy the transformation and. It's usually like a pretty stupid guy, and um and he goes like he's like yeah what can I say like I just met five. I, I don't cry. I, I met I met five really chill chill guys. Do they say with chill? good intentions who just want to do good for the world? And it's like, and that gets me. And it happens every episode. And they always like get. And then he'll they'll get him a new bed, and then they'll try out their new bed, and all the gay guys will jump in and be like, "We're gonna fuck you. We're gonna fuck you with your pants. I'm gonna take the pants I put on you off, and I'm it's gonna like put my dick in your butt. You're so high. It's a great show. It's really good. Do you cry with those guys? Sometimes. Awesome. Tan doesn't really cry. No, he's but I mean, cold. But I mean, like with the the long-haired guy though, he cries. They he's a crier. Cry. That's all. Tan do. doesn't cry. Well, I've never seen Tan cry. Do yeah. you watch the show? No, but my it's a wife really does. good show. Okay, and then so I've watched it. Like uh, you know, it's fucking awesome. It's not awesome. They had queer. They had a girl on this episode. The old and one. a trans, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the trans one was so annoying. They're all so annoying. They're not annoying. It's really annoying. What about the southern guy? He was charming. He just loved his old recliner. He wanted to fuck that old lady. I think I did saw, see did, that one. Did he? Yeah, they fucked. Nice. He was on like Tinder, right? No, he had he. A lot of them. I think the episodes they kind of like is where the 
the guy has like a girl in his life, but he's like a fuck up and he like has like like come all over his apartment so she doesn't want to get married to him, but then they clean up the apartment and she's like, I wanna marry you. That's the moment they're looking for. <laughs> Sound familiar, Joe? There was like a burning man. Well, we've been guy. living together for five years. <laughs> That's what, another question I have for you. Did Becky ever say like, Hey Joe, you wanna go shopping? Maybe I can help you nope. get some jeans. When I when she's like, cause I've been like I've been wearing the new clothes. She's like, you got new clothes? Cause I got them when she was out of town. She's like, should I have gotten you like new pants? <laughs> like Does she before? like them? Yeah, she thinks I look good. <sighs> Not well, apparently you don't. What do you mean? Well, you've been you're t- you're still talking about reforming me right now. I know you want this to take place a month ago, but you're still saying it now, man. It's a funny idea, Joe. It's I great. told you your pants are good. What do you want? Do you, do you want me to tell you you look fucking beautiful? It'd be nice. Oh, would that be so hard? It looks thinner too. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Maybe you should be on the Fab Five. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that gay. Tan will be fashion. They got the cooking guy, and then uh, <laughs> then Noodleman will be the Magic the Gathering fag. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could have like a red and white deck because it's like spring right now. <laughs> That'd be good. And then Tan's like, why are you here? <laughs> Although the food guy, they don't need that food guy. They don't need any of them. They do. Dude. Because it's so materialistic, too. It's like, you need better stuff. Yeah, but a show about fixing stuff. people up is only materialistic. Yeah, yeah of course it is. I mean, that's why. But really sometimes you need me. to feel yourself to turn yourself around. 